Well, if you it's shitty shipping. As we've discussed on previous podcasts, if you bring up anime, there's only going to be so much that we know about it. So if you if you ask, do you know about this, and that's followed by anime, the answer is no. We don't know about it. Uh, but what if uh, I what if I say Japanimation? We still well, don't know we'll, about. Then that. we'll just know everything about it. Because you said it <laughs> oh, that's what you've been day. talking about. Yeah. Oh shit! I got it confused. Um, so, damn, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to start this episode. Will's not here. What are we? Uh, um, are, you, are you sure? Uh, welcome to Jort Center. Oh, hey, Will. Hey, Will how's Mexico? Uh, oh, it's fucking terrible, man. I'm stuck with my goddamn wife, and I can't even score fucking cocaine down here. This is bullshit. Wow. But on the plus side, I got to see uh, Abin Costello last night. Uh, well, Dan's and not t- and here Tyler, either. The child creator. Oh, that's what he wants Tyler to see. Childers, the creator. <laughs> so Dan's not here either, or is he? No, man, uh, I couldn't make it this week. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. well, well, thanks for popping in real quick. Anyway, my name is Ryan. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. I guess, yeah, Will is down uh, in Mexico City. Uh, and so we got to sh- figure out how to do this whole podcasting thing ourselves. So Yeah, he edits it and he sends his files on time. And so without him. <laughs> you don't even not. have to ask him multiple times to send it. <laughs> uh, but I, I, th- I heard he's down. He's down in Mexico. Like Ted Cruz was down there again since getting cold. <laughs> um, so I think their family's vacation together. I'm pretty sure that's fact. I'm pretty sure that means that Will is on the hunt for the Zodiac Killer then. <laughs> well, well, if I, he's friends with Ted, Ted Cruz, he wouldn't have to do that much hunting, right? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, he's going to figure out his friend is the uh, Zodiac Killer, and he's going to have to decide between, like, you know, this is my friend, but I need to kill this person. You know, the, I said the for a age long old dilemma. <laughs> you know, I've always really wanted to make a, uh, just, like, write a spec script for, like, a either like a mini series or a movie about a politician that's actually a serial killer and just basically base it off of Ted Cruz and the Zodiac killer. That's a good idea. So if anyone's listening and they steal it, um, at least give Vic some credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And please make sure that it's not like the asylum that puts it out. We need to have an actual budget behind this. Uh, I think I'm cool with that. <laughs> we, need, we need to get DreamWorks behind this or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, it, have it tie into the new Ice Age movie. <laughs> well, I was going to say Steven Spielberg could direct it, but he only does like biopics now. So, so I, well, maybe sort of with Ted Cruz. I was going to say, I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's a, what biopics is he doing these days? I didn't know. Uh, that was a thing. All of them? Didn't he oh. do? I think he did Lincoln, and um, the Daniel Day Lewis Lincoln. Yeah, uh-huh. Daniel yeah. Day Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he lived um, as Lincoln for a year. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the filming concluded when he got shot. Well, and uh, but also it <laughs> Steven picks Spielberg up. got shot. <laughs> so, yeah, Steven Spielberg got shot because he did a LinkedIn movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, businesses weren't happy about that. Um, so what'd y'all do this weekend? Um, I slept, 
and I watched uh, a WWE pay per view. Oh, for, did, did you get a, a did you get a peacock there? Uh, yeah, thank you to my friend Emily uh, for letting me utilize her account because uh, I was not fucking paying money <laughs> for that shit, and I was especially not going to give money indirectly to the WWE. Um, but Why? it was the worst. Yeah, I could, I could go into a long list of shit there, but you know, we talked about one of the things last week. Uh, um, there's, there had Joe Rogan had to do some WWE thing at some point, right? Did no, that ever happen? No, Maybe. but he's he's like openly mocked pro wrestling, and then like gone, and then he's had like pro wrestlers come on the podcast and act like he loved it. Um, I've talked about this in an old episode, and I know Will was just like years. Like, you know, this is what turned you off of Joe Rogan was him making fun of pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> how much of that you, you want to be like, no, but like how much of that is true? <laughs> uh, that might be that might be like two percent of why I stopped listening to Joe Rogan. What um, uh, So it wasn't like his politics or the people he has on because that, that, that aligns with your politics. That was like 90. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 98 percent of the other reason as to why I stopped listening to him because I used to listen to him a long time ago when he first started off, and he never had anybody sketchy on it. It was mostly just him and his other like mar- mixed martial arts comrades. And then he started inviting all like the the bullshit people on there. And I went, I think I'm out, man. I was like, I don't really care. I was like, you basically sound like you sound like that guy that you kind of get stuck talking to in a bar who's just really drunk, and you're like, you have some fascinating opinions. Anyway, I got to go take a shit for like ten <laughs> minutes. So have, have you uh, guys seen the sentiment of people that are like, Oh, what? You just can't handle hearing an opinion that isn't your own. Like you're yeah, obligated to have to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I'm like, I got two jobs. I'm like, how do you think I fucking feel? <laughs> yeah. I, that's what's great. I, I wonder if people that are really into it, like maybe they're more of people that don't talk to differing opinions. So that is their way of hearing other opinions, because I feel like right. I hear enough of what's said, yeah, no you know, shit. for the little bit that I've checked in, you know, like, and I've listened to, like Ray Capo from Shelter and Youth of Today was on there, so I listened to a good amount of that. I, I listened to that one too. Uh, he, but he was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but weird. he's like a big yoga guy now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if I want to know his stance on the vaccine, but uh, um, I'll, I'll leave that. Man, I love Shelter. Well, yeah, we know. Well, we know what John Joseph's stance on it is. <laughs> Dude, there's this ongoing thing with John Joseph and Harley from the Chromax where I feel like. Pretty much Harley's like, we've talked about this before, but like Harley's winning. Like he's just winning. But every (laughs) once in a while, like he posted something that was like, you fuckers can't take a joke, you know, kind of boomer ass shit. And I was like, man, JJ won today. You know, and I don't get a lot of JJ winning days, but, but yeah, usually uh, if I checked in to Rogan, it'd be like, uh, you know, a a comedian usually that I liked or like a band person, which doesn't happen that often. You know? I've also seen people say when you're like, well, he spouts off a bunch of uh, fake bullshit about vaccines that could be potentially dangerous. People are like, it's entertainment. And if you glean any real news or information from it, it's because they're idiots and you can't blame Joe Rogan for it. I'm like, fuck it's off. I can blame Joe Rogan for it. Yeah, and it's not it's not that entertaining yeah. listening to an idiot it's, be an idiot. It's not entertaining know? listening to him ramble for two hours and being like, can you imagine? Four hours like, now. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that's like I every remember, day. 
Yeah, like and, fucking hell. Oh man, have you Ugh. seen clips from the Jordan Peterson episode, the recent one? I, I saw have. the one clip of them talking about Michael Eric Dyson, and I was like, I'm good. I was like, I, I, I can't I, imagine I listening to four hours of those two dipshits saying nothing. Like they really have this like it's almost like an impressive skill to use that many words without saying a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, there's there's such a thing as like word vomit, and then yeah. you kind of wonder. I'm like, are they taking like epicac to keep spewing <laughs> forth the shit? Doesn't it work? Does epicac work the other way? Um, <laughs> man, fuck, you're right. <laughs> either but, way, either yeah. way, yeah, some are anti anti epicac. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Either way, it would sound like fucking uh, like probably just like two muppets arguing about. Well, not even arguing, just you know, discussing and agreeing on completely idiotic and quite frankly, very ancient, you know, opinions. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think Vic, you tweeted something about like, uh, we're a better podcast. I think like if people want to listen to idiots talk for even shorter amount of time, just listen to George center. Yeah. Right. Like, and we're not, we're not proposing anything that we're going to say, Hey, Hey Ryan, look that up. Oh, which we we might have done that a couple times. But <laughs> well, we we've never given any information that I think potentially could get somebody killed. No, I, think. I don't think so. Well, I mean, not, 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 not unless the person deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I I guess I did recommend that people stab Dan last episode. But he could live through that. I mean, and he's he not, not here him. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have fucked up, y'all. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, he didn't say which Dan. Yeah, yeah, to stab a Dan. <laughs> stab yeah. a Dan. <laughs> it's like take a penny, leave a penny. Should we uh, just read through some of Ryan's tweets about Royal Rumble? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm excited already. Yeah, I know um, Schweitz, I believe it was on Twitter, was just like, man, we got to like get a live video of him just doing like live tweeting and live reacting to this shit so we know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, just do like a John Madden kind of thing. Just, he's in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> um, so Rollins and Rain spamming the L1 bur- button too early. Can you explain okay. that tweet? I was about to. I just realized how, where this is going to go. I'm going to have uh, no fucking that idea. That was them saying. Time. That was my equivalent of saying they're spamming finishing moves too early and doing it too much. So you like, not was, only mixed a wrestling thing that people wouldn't know. You also mixed a gaming <laughs> thing that we'll say most people wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, maybe the Grand Rapidians people would know. <laughs> yeah, so so but, a tweet yeah. for an audience of one. Yeah, which which I which I'm not saying I do that all the time when I tweet about Fraser. I think it might be an audience of three. Um, so okay, and so, one of them is okay. Kelsey Grammer. WWE can't. Well, I guess I get that one. Um, okay, but back to that one, Rollins and Rain. So I assume you meant Henry Rollins and <laughs> Rain Wilson. Who, Okay, Rain Wilson. <laughs> so then I guess we can move on from that then. Yeah. Well, uh, Melina looking thick. Hashtag Royal Rumble. I have Do you no want to explain for that, that one? Already, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I had a couple I had a couple of bad thirst tweets last night. I am I'm pretty ashamed of myself for that one. <laughs> when you said, Well, that's utter crap, what was that referring to? Uh man, that could be referring to anything during that event. <laughs> did they that bring was, a cow into the ring and it shit out of its nipples? Uh, yeah. They they did bring Johnny Knoxville out to do a stunt. Uh, oh, holy shit. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville was in the Royal Rumble this year, and he took 
you know, they call it quote unquote bumps, you know, where you're getting tossed around and getting hit and like that. Oh, they weren't just we've worked doing at, cocaine on live TV. <laughs> yeah, me and Vic have both worked at venues. We know what bumps are. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what was, I thought kind of fucked. And I thought about afterwards, I was like, uh, was he was doing promotion for the new Jackass movie and talked about, there was a stunt in the movie where apparently, I don't know if he got hit by a bull or thrown off a bull and apparently broke several bones and suffered legitimate brain damage from what, what a doctor Jesus. told him. And so I'm like, who fucking cleared you to go out there and like take these fucking moves after and like, including getting dumped on your head like a couple of times by these wrestlers. Like that's like the thing is wrestling's quote unquote scripted, but I'm like, that shit still fucking hurts. Yeah, and people have died doing it. Yeah, like I was just like, yikes, man! Like that's a that's a big old yikes. Um, but yeah, the utter crap thing could have referred to like anything from that four hour show that I will never get my time back for. <laughs> were Were there any like big names that I would know from being an old school WWE fan? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Asked and answered. No, gotcha. no, honestly, it was the, one of the most boring uh, pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. And it reminded me why I don't watch that product anymore. Oh, excuse me. They can't use pay-per-view anymore. They're calling them premium live events now. <laughs> why, why? What's the difference? Nothing. Pay-per-view is a trademarked thing. I, I guess. Way? No, I guess because uh. apparently, like, if you go look up online, there's, I think someone had assembled a, a list online of, uh, like banned Vince McMahon words, where apparently he is very sensitive about what words you use for uh, his company. He doesn't like the word wrestling, so he'll say sports entertainment. Uh, okay. He'll say uh, you can't use uh, you know, they'll say like title oppor- title opportunity instead of like championship. They're um, not allowed to talk about critical race theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was pretty much obvious given, you know, the McMahon's ties to Trump. Oh yeah. Um so what is your I'm looking at another tweet of yours. Um so can you get into what's what's the issue with Bad Bunny? Uh I don't know what's necessarily an issue as much as it just was kind of like why is this here? Because apparently he came out as um, a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Oh, I thought you were going to go a different way with that. I was going to celebrate him. No, he, he, he came out and <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. Um, uh, he, he came out as a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble and he actually looked pretty good. He did a couple of like nice wrestling moves and stuff like that. Wait, but, but hasn't he been in wrestling before? He was at WrestleMania, I think, last year. So it's kind of a staple now. Yeah, like because apparently he's a legit fan. Um, but I didn't watch WrestleMania last year, so because of him. <laughs> um, just in general, I just didn't care. Oh um, yeah, we we had a whole episode talking about how you didn't watch WrestleMania. Right? Yeah, a bad bunny <laughs> is what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now dear, this is called misremembering things, but uh, it's also called potential truth. <laughs> uh. Does anyone have any topics this week? I do. Um, okay. I'm not the only one who thinks these stupid NFT apes look fucking horrible. Am I? <laughs> no, no I know for a fact that you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I don't know if anybody... Um, Josh, maybe you... Do you know the name Tom Neely by chance? It sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I think he, I'm thinking... Wait, who's Cam Neely? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Neely draws um, a few comics. He drew Henry and Glenn Forever... Oh, and, okay, okay. And, and yeah, and also a really badass little series called The Humans, uh, ironically enough, involving apes. Um, but <laughs> I was like, all these 
all these drawings look like bad Tom Mealy drawings. And I was like, this feels like you're trying to sell me like Pokemon cards. Uh, <laughs> real quick, Cam Neely um, is the president of the Boston Bruins, and he was a ex-hockey player, and he did the Comics Coming Home series in like the 90s where it was like charity benefits. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's who Cam <laughs> Neely is. But yeah, moving on. So so yeah, they, they look really, yeah, they look stupid. Um, but I guess like, I, I almost was. I don't understand it. I'm like, why the fuck would you like invest money in a fucking picture? I'm like, I just. So I, don't know. I think I figured out a way to describe it that makes it make the most sense. <clears throat> so imagine if you're like walking down the street and you pick up a rock and it's worth absolutely nothing, and then you say, "I'm going to say this rock is worth ten dollars, and if you want to own part of it, you could give me twenty dollars." And then we'll have a $30 <laughs> rock and your investments already, we own something that's more valuable. And then the two of you go talk somebody else into, why don't you invest $50? And then we have an $80 valued rock. And then you buy out. You're like, well, I'm out. I don't want to own this rock anymore. And you take your chunk, your third of $80, and you just made that much money by duping other idiots into giving you money. Yes. But, and I think we've talked about this before. That isn't much different than the idea of a stock. And I'm not caping for NFTs, but you're speculating on where things will go. And another way to kind of explain NFTs by not explaining NFT is <laughs> there's this thing called like Otis. And they do this thing where like, it's it's also kind of weird, but a lot, a lot of the ideas like people trying to park their money in things that aren't um, certified, like stocks or whatnot. So I'll do the Joe Rogan thing. We're idiots, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like so, so we're gonna say a bunch of wrong shit here. So um, there's this thing called Otis, and essentially you can buy a share of like a pair of Jordans. So assume this pair of Jordans is like fifteen hundred dollars. You own a share of that pair of Jordans. Do you actually own the pair of Jordans? No. <laughs> but people invest People invest in where the value of those pair of Jordans are going to go. Right. And that's mm. the thing. Well, with stocks, you know, you are investing in a company, and that company is kind of taking the money that you invest in the stocks to try and make itself better. And make it, you know, a better company. Whereas with crypto and NFTs, they're just taking your fucking money to make the value of the thing be more. Mm. It's like, and then they, it makes this cult where they have to talk other people into it. And that's why everybody who's defending NFTs and defending crypto, it's all part of the scam of them trying to make people believe that it's worth putting your money in. That way people put their money in and their value goes up. Yeah, the, the only way I can... And I'm not going to defend it because I think the way that crypto and NFT has gone has wasn't like what people assumed. I mean, because like, I think people assumed that decentralized thing would actually like help marginalize people or that was the bill of goods that they sold people. But clearly right. that did not happen because people just jumped in and and, uh, and businesses and uh, the, the Winklevoss like was... twins are a big part of it now. <laughs> right. So it's like clearly... It's almost but, like the lack yeah. of regulation was a problem. Who would yes. have thought? <laughs> yeah. That, the, yeah, that's the, the thing. Because like the Winklevoss, they, they're the, the ones. Winkler twins? Yeah, the like, Henry yeah, and Henry. his twin. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here's not my 
condonement of like where NFTs are as an investment. But I think that potentially, and this <laughs> involves so much fictional shit that I'm about to say. <laughs> so assume that some version of the metaverse keeps growing. And assume that like with Oculus and like people existing online becomes more of a thing. So if you were to buy a digital representation of your favorite poster, you could put it in your digital space. But none of this really makes sense in but there are digital spaces. Like in Oculus you can basically go into like a a living room. <laughs> like like Second Life? Yeah, like Second Life. It, the stuff like this exists. I mean, I think I made a joke about like EverQuest, uh, you could buy swords and shit. You know, wow. so things like you don't own a sword. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Why would I not just go and pick up the Sims? I mean you could, but <laughs> technically Okay, so let's just say it's Sims, some some different version of Sims, because that's a lot of what we're talking about anyways, but you use the Sims with like a headset thing, a VR headset. So if that's Sims, if that's uh, Metaverse, whatever, you potentially may want to fill your digital living space with things. You could probably just put shit in it that the game allows, but I bet there's a subset of, let's say, rich people that may want to own a representation of a thing. Just in the same way that you could buy a Monet replication for like, I don't know, 20 bucks. But there are people that want to own a Monet. You know, that's that's about as close as I can think to where it right. could go to a positive. Yeah, there's also like, I, I've heard, you know, that game Roblox. Like yeah. there's, there's yeah, certain like, you could get like a t-shirt in Roblox, in Roblox but some of the items are like super rare. There's only a few to go around. So like you could pay thousands of dollars for like, just so that your character can have a different t-shirt. People do that in Minecraft all the time. Like, you know, and people like pay to go to like, uh, what's the future world got Travis Scott. People go to like, see like a Travis Scott concert. And I think blink, blink 182 did a concert in Minecraft. Like, what does that technically <laughs> mean? I don't know, but people go to it. So these are things that already exist. So the I, that still would be a non-fungible thing that you could own in your space. You know, hold up. They, so they if anyone's paid, still listening, <laughs> hold, hold up. Yeah, we we need to insert a couple of shut the fuck up Ryan's into this episode to keep things. Uh, I you think know, that was a shut the fuck up Josh. For, um, <laughs> but hold up a minute. So Blink One Eighty Two played a show in a video game. Uh, check, uh, pull that up. No, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> the J in my middle name does stand for Jamie. Um, <laughs> wow, is that you on Rogan? <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, the truth coming comes out. out. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, you were saying. Um, oh, you're just I'll, injecting that. No, I also will throw one little quick thing, by the way, about the rumble earlier is that okay. um, kudos to them. <laughs> kudos to them for letting uh, a turf win the women's battle royal that they had. So that was why that is was that, Why kudos? Oh, well, because it just show it just, you know, it's kind of just like typical WWE going to just they're going to WWE. Um, Wait, so, so who who is the turf? Ronda Rousey. Oh, it's I didn't know that about her. Oh. And I also yeah. didn't know she was on WWE. I have many questions now. <laughs> uh, I, I will just say, yeah, she signed a deal with them like a few years ago to actually become a wrestler and um, did pretty good until she disappeared for like two years. 
And uh, she came back last night, won their Women's Royal Rumble. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I had to be reminded. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's also like a Sandy Hook denier, a turf. Oh, my uh, God. Just, yeah, she's a, t- <laughs> she's a total piece of shit. <laughs> like, to, oh, in layman's terms. Yeah. Spe- speaking of a uh, piece of shit, uh, did you all see where Candace Owen said the moon landing is fake? <laughs> did <laughs> she really? Yeah. I did not hear about oh, this. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, guess not, not that I'd respect Jamie, her. pull that up. <laughs> I guess that should not be surprising to anyone, right? Like, this just seems par for the course. She I probably mean, is a Sandy Hook denier, too, right? Let me let me read it. Okay. <clears throat> now for some lighthearted fun. What's the one <laughs> conspiracy theory, in quotes, that no matter what anyone says you believe is true? Mine is that the moon landing in 1969 was completely fake. Just nothing about it makes sense. Especially NASA... In quotes, well, accidentally erasing, that's in quotes, the original footage. And then responds, the biggest thing for me is the fuel tank size plus the live broadcast with audio from the moon in 1969. I just cannot. Um, So, uh, I don't know. So, is there some discrepancy about the fuel tank size? I don't know. (laughs) And Candace Sowens is where there is. Can you believe all this stuff coming from our next president? I can't even know. <laughs> uh, well, so, does, okay, so at this point, 1969, they had, uh, they had satellites. So satellites would help with pushing radio signals from one satellite to back, well, from the Earth to the satellite back to Earth. You could use audio going from a satellite then to Earth. It's this so was bizarre that you that even have existed. to explain this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that part, the audio part, I don't know anything about tank size. I just like, I'm just like, from the, if you look anything about, <laughs> if you look, if you look anything about the moon landing, it's so like, it's like they went to the moon on like a Nintendo cartridge. Is like what, they, <laughs> like it's like it's so low rent them going to the moon. It was like a suicide mission that it. I feel like it's like not unbelievable because it's it's unbelievable that they survived, <laughs> but it's not unbelievable that I feel like it wouldn't be. I'm not saying I could do this. So uh, once again, here's my Rogan statement of uh, don't get me on this. Um, I don't think it'd be hard to shoot somebody off the Earth. To you know, into space. Maybe I yeah. feel like landing. I mean, Jeff Bezos did it, right? Yeah, if Jeff Be- <laughs> Bezos can do it, and Elon Musk. Well, has he accomplished it yet? I don't know. Oh well, Jeff Be- Bezos did it, so yeah, I believe the moon landing is real. <laughs> I my only moon landing conspiracy, I believe, is that uh, they did bring something back with them and it's just taking a long time to gestate inside one of their chests before it inevitably bursts out. <laughs> mm, it's going to be yeah. an HR, HR Giger baby coming yes. up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when, when I was in the office recently, I talked to Giger oh, about You're moving some on of my, up. yeah, well, I talked to Giger about some HR issues that I had. <laughs> yeah. There was some pay disputes and, Oh, uh, that could be a good episode. I, I just liked when he was in Bad Brains. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what a career. Yeah. It seems unfortunate you that he went. You can't hurt me. I'm banned in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> 
that he now is in an office helping all of us. Um, so I guess back to uh, Joe Rogan. Um, you all saw about the Joe Rogan Neil Young thing. Oh, oh yes, of, of course. course. Did you want to talk about that any? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's the comp. I mean, actually, well, I think it's funny. It really, anybody that challenges Joe Rogan on anything, I think, is really funny. Um, so keep doing it. Like, if the, I, I see the things where you know people were like, "Oh, well, you you're just want to censor Joe Rogan." Um, I think the Eve Six guy was like um, on Twitter was like, "I don't want to censor him. I just want to make fun of him." You know, it's like <laughs> let's just keep doing that. Um, like I don't, I'm kind of, I'm, I get kind of wary about the idea of like taking it down, but I also get wary about the idea of like people listening to it and regurgitating his shit. So I right. really can't figure out where I feel about it. I know that's like a non-committal approach. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've heard people be like, well, like, did this really accomplish anything? Did you really do anything? And like, my idea is like, if anything even slightly annoys him a little bit. Like, at least that you get that, you know? Yeah. I'd be, if I was in a position like Neil Young, I would do whatever I can to just slightly irk Joe Rogan in any way. <laughs> even yeah. if it didn't do that, it's a good college try, at least, you know? Yeah, when you, when you look at the specifics of it, which I don't really care about any of this, but basically what's interesting is with... If you look at it on corporations, and I don't think this is what people are really saying. Like, I've seen some people say, like, oh, well, he moved his stuff off of Spotify, which is a bad company, but he's still on Amazon he Music. But I'm like, but that isn't right. the issue here. The issue is just that he's he's trying to be a thorn in the side of Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. Like, we'll get to the He did we'll get one back thing, but Spotify. he didn't solve every problem on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also, like, he's on, like, Tidal, uh, which uh, I don't really have anything to say about. But there's also this weird thing he where... He plays there's on Tidal? This, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he... So, 50% of Neil Young's catalog is owned by an investment company. I uh, heard that, which too. Is, which is part of what's happening with a lot of like the aging musicians. They're like sell, selling a lot of their stuff outright. I think we, we talked about this, um, and like that's like a weird, complicated thing. But it's, it's the other weird thing is someone that's on the chair of Hypnosis, which is the company that owns Neil Young Sing, is like someone that's connected to like Pfizer. Um, and so they're saying people are kind of starting this, like, I don't oh, want to say geez. it's a theory, but we'll say it's a theory, a conspiracy theory, sort of, that that's like the reason because they go, Joe Rogan pushes, but that's the funny thing is if you think that Joe Rogan is taking down something like Pfizer, <laughs> you're really overestimating Joe Rogan. <laughs> There's a thing that that makes that whole argument weird. That 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 Neil Young in connection with Pfizer, that <laughs> had these like backdoor like smoke filled room meetings. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like George Soros paid Pfizer <laughs> to pay Neil Young. Yeah. Just follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> now we probably just like started a thread. Like someone's going to use oh, that gosh. and then morph it, and then we're used as the uh, culprits of where this started. Um, <laughs> But or yeah, like we were saying, yet again. you can't you can't solve every issue in one day. But I think right. it's funny if if 
if like Joni Mitchell takes her stuff down, or you know, maybe it's David Crosby next or something, and then oh, what Bing Crosby is next, and then uh, Burt Baccarat, you know, uh, I don't Stills know how much that you know, Nash. <laughs> yeah, Crosby Stills Nash and Graham Nash, uh, oh, which I guess might, we can get into that later on too. Sort yeah, of. I don't know if I really have anything else to say about the Neil Young thing. I mean, uh, but I mean, I I legit uh, uh, did delete Spotify from my phone. And uh, I and uh, I, <laughs> um, I went. Kids back are using, still starving in Africa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Um, I, I just switched over uh, back to Anchor, um, which is why I think initially George Center was on before we kind of. Is that the only thing you listened to? Uh, the only thing I was listening to was Spotify. Oh, and, I thought you were, but you were just listen. listening to your own podcast on Spotify and nothing <laughs> else. It. <laughs> yeah, no, I listened to a few other ones on there, um, but uh, actually, shout out to the uh, Extroverted Podcast, which I don't know if uh, Julie listens to this or not, but um, I hope she does. Um, but I don't really know what else I had to offer Is when it comes to... Extroverted a skateboarding podcast? <laughs> yeah, the... Uh... <laughs> Well, I'll say that Extroverted should come back as a pod. So if you are listening, uh, bring that back, please. Yes, but, please do. Yeah. But uh, to your to your Spotify, you delete a Spotify, you only use Anchor, and you only listen to uh, late-era Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, actually, it's kind of funny. That reminded me, I was watching um, a uh, documentary again not too long ago um, did either of you guys see Global Metal by chance? Uh, I started I don't, watching I don't it. believe in Global Metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they they go to different uh, countries in the world and see how like heavy music has impacted like their culture and impacted uh, you know you know how like fans got into it and they went and they talked to Lars Ulrich um, and asked him like you know some of these countries like don't have normal means in which to obtain this music. So they have to like download it illegally or they have to do it through like, you know, other sort of unconventional means. Like, you know, how do you feel about that? And he kind of gave a very complex answer, which was more or less kind of him admitting guilt and saying like, yeah, like, I, I guess I understand that. Like, you know, like, you know, I guess if you don't have as much easy access to it, then, you know, so be it. (laughs) He looks so sheepish. (laughs) I always feel like, Lars is more level-headed than anybody ever gives him credit for. Like every time I hear a story of like, I know that he, that some kind of monster, he seems like a weirdo and like the whole Napster thing, the (laughs) the whole like Napster thing, which I think was kind of like blown out of proportion. But the more I hear him talk about it, like everybody like makes fun of him for being such a shithead, but like, is he really a shithead though? I, I, I think mean, that, that's that's his real only like shithead view that I can think of. Well, see, and is I mean, I get that people in areas that don't have access to music as freely as we do, like, have to resort to, you know, whatever they have to do. But like, you know, the, the, this free downloading of sharing of music has really hurt bands that aren't as big as Metallica. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's like hard to deny. I think where it gets weird is like. What the? Because I feel like when I think about growing up, like how many CDs did I really buy? You know, so like when I think Nuts. about it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I would buy two CDs. Uh, <laughs> but like I, I mean, I would buy like one every. It felt like one CD a year, and it was more than that. But it was I was a really poor kid, so it's just 
I had tape versions of things, you know, that kind of thing. So when I think about streaming, you know, it did make that easier, but I wasn't really buying a crazy amount of stuff to begin with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, So it's a complicated conversation. Like if I'm thinking about like being a kid that was raised in like a trailer park, you know? Yeah. Like Spotify is really helpful for that. It's just they're a bad company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, you know, I guess the people do have a point. It's like, where are you going to go? What, what, uh, like, what company that has good morals are you going to use in like entertainment? Like, is there one? I don't think there is. I mean, that's, yeah. That's yeah. the weird thing. It really gets to like the there's no ethical consumption or capitalism. Like, some of it is like, you can, and I try and do this, like I just I just ordered bags and boards for comics, like locally, but it was a lot more expensive <laughs> and <laughs> it kind of bummed me out and I was like, I'm just going to fucking buy it on Amazon next time, you know, because it is like if you are, if you are maybe comic collecting isn't the best place to put it, but if you are a poorer person and, you know, getting your goods online for a lot cheaper means a lot like in the same discussion of like food deserts and like buying food at like cheaper grocery stores you know there's something to be said there about like being like oh i'm only gonna shop organic you know (laughs) it's expensive (laughs) you know it's hard yeah so no jokes here Hey, beehivers, this episode of George Center is brought to you by Shirley Road Records. Shirley Road Records is a label and distro based out of North Carolina, specializing in grindcore, power violence, death metal, black metal, hardcore, industrial, and all kinds of crazy shiz. They carry releases from To Live a Lie Records, No Time Records, HPGD Productions, and many more. So check out their shop at ShirleyRoadRecords.com. I personally recommend Good Good Grief for some high-energy, catchy, yet evil-sounding punk rock. As well as Leachate for balls to the wall, insane, aggressive brutality. Check him out at ShirleyRoadRecords.com. That's S H I R L E Y R O A D Records.com. Jort Center listeners can receive 10% off their order by entering the code JORTS10 at checkout. Now on with the show. Uh, all right. Um, so we talked about all the important things in the world, and we just solved them. Uh, there are no other issues or uh, <laughs> things that we need to bring up or <laughs> rallies and uh, things that happened last week. Uh, what about Evangeline Lilly? <laughs> you want to talk about yeah. that thing? Yeah. Let's well, Tom Prost to swat a wasp. <laughs> Actually, um, I saw a great little comment about. Um, actually, I'll pull it up. We could start talking about it. Sorry. Well, I guess well, I need it explained to me because I don't think I understand what's happening. Okay, so actually, I think it ties into something else we can talk about. Do we want to start with Mighty Mighty Boston's or do we want to start with Evangeline <laughs> Lilly? I mean, if we start, I mean, that's the impression I get is that we could start <laughs> with the Boston's. Okay. Um, so when the Boston's thing got announced that they were breaking up. I'll be honest, I was bummed. And I'm not even like a big Boston's fan. It's just kind of like when you see these kind of legacy bands that 
it feels like you could play ska at like 90 years old you know so it's like i just assume that they would be there forever you know it's like you know it's like oh damn mcdonald's went out of business you know but like but i liked mighty mighty boss tones um in their heyday they were one of my favorite bands you know yeah and so but but it's like when it got into when people started talking about the thing or people were like oh i thought they were broken up like years ago and it's like you don't need to do that don't do that online you don't need to do that (laughs) and those people who thought they were broken up years ago didn't have that much an interest in the first place so it's like yeah of course you did like you never gave a shit yeah like you weren't a fan (laughs) like I'm gatekeeping before, fucking bomb anybody <laughs> Before we get into <laughs> Dickie Barrett now, like Dickie Barrett is like a longtime fixture in like punk and hardcore. Like he was in this band Impact Unit in like the eighties, I believe. And then, mm-hmm. you know, became the singer of Mighty Mighty Boston. So now you know the history of it. So uh, <laughs> so like blah blah blah, Ska got really big. Um people Okay. <laughs> it's like, a rabbit hole here. Uh, it's a, such a hard thing because it's like you look at someone that you admire your whole life. And I don't even know if I'd say I admire Dickie Barrett, you know, but I liked his music. And then when the uh, George Floyd song came out like last year, I was just like, I was just like, this is embarrassing. I get I get it. The, it's, you know, yuck, yuck. It's really funny. But, but it's at like least their, their heart old, was in the right place. Their there, heart right? was in the right place, and that's really confusing. And it's not to say that because you're anti-vax, you're automatically a racist. And I guess um, <laughs> you know, but like Mighty Mighty Boston's have been a band that have like pushed anti-racist stuff, and ska as a whole, that's a lot of what it's been. So it's like there's so many elements. All that to say, it turns out that Dickie Baird is just like every Boston townie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, so. You know, this. Do you remember the story that came out of like a guy was allegedly? About, allegedly, I was saying so, yeah, the you already know where this is going. <laughs> no, well, oh, I'm oh. saying I'm saying for mine, and then probably yours too. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw an allegedly <laughs> on this one too. In Minecraft, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's a guy who told a story about you know being underage at a Mighty Mighty Boston's show and like going back into the green room and talking to. Uh, dicky and like he tried to get him to come to his hotel room with him and shit knowing that he was underage Whoa. so i don't know i think i remember hearing about that <laughs> actually funny comment related to this whole thing because i don't know if it's just that dicky barrett is a schmuck because um uh are either of you guys friends with uh uh james epilogue on facebook uh he I'm, i th- is there any relation to james prologue <laughs> um but he plays for that band occultist and uh, also does a lot of work with guar um okay. like yeah. he, like and his comment um he like this was a screen cap screen cap sent to me by my friend Britt, uh where james said one of their members called me a quote commie socialist because i mentioned i was a union stagehand he started ranting right-wing talking points and catering at warp tour I ended up oh, making Jesus. fun. I ended up making fun of him in front of the specials and cracked those dudes up. <laughs> yeah, that, that all kind of <laughs> makes nice. sense. We talked. I mean, we're, so we're calling back to another episode where we talked about like the rock against communism stuff and kind of yeah. like the right wing and punk and ska. It's kind of like it's more prevalent than people like to give it credit for. Um, you know, but usually, I guess people like. You know, the Dickie, Dickie Barretts of the world kind of keep it to themselves, you know? And so you never have to know that that stuff sucks. Like, I don't know. It sucks. Um, that's not, it's still not surprising. Like, I feel like it's like, 
it can fall either way with anyone that's like over 40 for me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, that reminds me, I, I was going to try and make a game and I realized it was too hard, so I'm not going to do it. So I, I can spoil it now. But I wanted to make a game called Are They a Shithead? And then just like make a list of people. And Please like do we have, it. you have to guess whether or not they have like shitty views or not. Can it be uh, like Connect Four with all just like pieces, like all resembling shitheads? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, let's do two patrons. Um, Schweitz. <laughs> Well, if there are patrons, they can't be shitheads. Oh, yeah. Because so they Schweitz give us great. money. Okay. Then, <laughs> then another one. Flim, Flim and M. Is he a patron? Yeah. I believe so. If not, okay, you're well, a shithead. If he's, if he's not, <laughs> he's a shithead. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking like, I was trying to think of people that are famous enough and old enough that it could really go either way. I was like, Brian Cox. Like, no, he's his, not. He's, I'm going to say he's not a shithead. See, I didn't look it up, so this is good. We don't know. I don't tell you now. I'm going to say he is a shithead. I think like his, well, he could be a shithead in other ways, just in the same way I guess we all are probably, depending on who you're <laughs> at. But I don't think he's in the way that we're saying. Um, I feel like I listened to an interview with him. See, and, this, I was going in blind. I, see, now I feel like an asshole thinking he's a shithead. Well, I, I, cool. it's just an exercise. Like, if you're listening to this, right. uh, Brian Cox, uh, CBE, he is a knight. Um, we don't mean oh, anything wrong. Sir Brian by, Cox? Sir Brian Cox, which I'm like, I'm not sure how the sir stuff works when you're Scottish. Uh, maybe they just don't. He's don't Lord know, he Brian is, Cox. Yeah. Uh, Lord Cox. Say Brian Cox. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I think it it's uh, so personal life. He's divorced. So, ooh, you know, gotta see. You can't keep a marriage. <laughs> Jesus together. doesn't like him. Actually, here's the good point. All right. He campaigned for labor in 2007. Labor well, party so, is. Okay. That confuses me because I know that over in the UK, like, they use different words for different shit. Like, is the labor party the good one or do they call it that and they're the bad one? Uh, it is the center left of the political spectrum. Oh, okay. Social Democrats, Democratic Socialists, and Trade Unionists. Oh. So I'd say that's the one we, um, I, it's also, it's probably, it's more left than our Democrat party, but I think even to other European socialists, it's not far left enough. Yeah. You know, that in our country, but, our left is pretty right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think to that, to some left people in, in, uh, the UK, the Labor Party often the Labor Party does silly shit that our Democrat Party kind of you know Jeremy Corbyn kind of you know has been called oh, yeah. like out of touch with stuff, but he's Labor Party, right? So what uh, does the Tory fall under? Is that like the Tory Amos and Tory Spelling yeah. world? <laughs> <laughs> Tory Lane. Oh man, <laughs> don't don't besmeach Tory Amos's beautiful name that way. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just invented the word besmeach too. <laughs> <laughs> I just took uh, I just took it as a real word. Um there's this adult swim show. They were doing these like history shows that were all parody. And uh I think it was Toby Maguire's character keeps saying besqueeched. And one of them, I can't remember the name of the show, but they keep saying these words that aren't like words. Um but yeah, that's what that made me think. Uh, it sounds like Trailer Park Boys. No, I can't think of the name of it. If we need to cut there you that go. out, so that's fine. if you wanted another example, Toby okay. Maguire 
Is he I'm a gonna piece say of shit? not a piece of shit, but also I just watched the Spider Man movie, so I think I'm doing that <laughs> fucking thing. Wait. Oh wait, I forgot. So Tobey Maguire is back in Spider Man again. Oh damn, I just spoiled it. Didn't yeah, I? spoilers. I mean, I, it doesn't count for me because I don't give a shit. I feel like <laughs> there's so many the sites have like me. shown so many pictures of the three Spider Men together. Uh, Who's the third Spider Man? Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I, out of touch. Silence. <laughs> Um, you put in so, some cricket sounds. <laughs> which, which president was he? <laughs> oh, Lord. Was he? He was in. Tobey Maguire was in Boss Baby. Was, was he really? Was he? Was he? Was he the? piece of shit. Was he the screen cap for the Boss Baby? Was he doing like motion capture for Boss Baby? <laughs> uh, let's look. This is where I usually go. So is Tobey Maguire a piece of shit? Okay, so this could, in 2022 terms, what I'm about to read can go the other way. But um, McGuire has been a vegetarian since 1992. In 2009, he became a vegan. That's oh, not, there are, <laughs> there are people that are like vegans that, um, you know, when they get into like the yoga culture, some of those people have gone QAnon. But I'm going to assume he's just like... <laughs> regular vegan. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so. Do you and, think that Toby McGuire listens to the Crow Mags? He might actually. Here's another thing that kind of puts it that he might be listening to like Earth Crisis. Uh, to- <laughs> Toby McGuire has been sober since age 19, oh, having yeah. experienced some difficult. You know what? Bless up, Toby McGuire. I understand personally. <laughs> I understand it as someone that has overcome uh, becoming an alcoholic at age 12 and stopping drinking at age 20. So, so you, I'm gonna you could say, have been Toby McGuire at this point in your life. You know this. <laughs> I think he's a piece of shit because I should have everything Toby McGuire has. <laughs> <laughs> um, he plays poker. So. That's huh. mm. uh, so a hobby of Jennifer a piece of Tilly. shit. Yeah. yeah. What about true, Jennifer true, Tilly? True. Yeah, I'm going to say Jennifer Tilly, not a piece of shit, by the way. Hmm. Well, huh. I don't know. Let's let's uh, look it up, Jamie. <laughs> what? That was such a random pick. I well, guess I all... think you know that she is a... Uh, uh, Steve Albini is also a big uh, poker player. Is he really? I'm yeah. going to say Steve hmm. Albini, not a piece of shit. He has showed himself not to be a piece of shit because he's kind of actually... Uh, and I don't, I don't know how much this is necessary, but uh, it's good. Uh, he's kind of apologized for a lot of the things that he's put out in the world when he was younger. Oh, being yeah. that he put out, uh, he had he was in a band called Rape Man. He was in a band yeah. called Big Black. Yeah, and he's he's he was kind of a uh, big edge lord in the eighties. But a uh, lot of the idea of edge lords in the eighties, and I'm not going to say all of them, but people like Steve Albini, is they were kind of like taking the piss out of like actual bigots, right? But I think that a lot of times actual bigots. <laughs> didn't see that as the point and so <laughs> like oh yeah i like they this. took it at face value and he kind of he has kind of said uh he's been really outspoken on twitter about um you know kind of like regretting it to a, an extent you know like who he is today has he used the lines of like i used to be a piece of shit but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Um, it's not like he he didn't do like a phones app apology or anything, but like I think you know. It's, but I think that like really all you need to do it's like you look back and you're like, oh shit, I told some really shitty jokes in the eighties yeah, or something, you know? Right. Like like if Eddie Murphy was like, man, that stuff did not hold up, did it? You know? Like I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's that's kind of all you need with some of that stuff, you know? Uh, Tilly was married to Sam Simon, the developer and producer of The Simpsons, from 1984 to 1991. So, still, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about if she is a piece of shit or not. <laughs> hmm. uh, but Sam Bound, Simon, I think, R.I.P., right, didn't he? Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. This is a fun game, though. You, I think you actually <laughs> should, you should uh, come up with some rounds this creates well, see, a lot it of seems a lot easier in practice like preparing for it i was like this is too hard <laughs> no this is great i love it we could fill like volumes of episodes <laughs> right? talking about if random people are pieces of shit or not um joe rogan piece of shit or not um hmm is he that's a hard one okay actually let me go to a real one <laughs> evangeline lily Okay, so you still haven't explained yeah. this whole thing. Yet. Okay, I okay, don't understand okay. what it is. All right, so there was a. Um, we've talked about him on the pod before. Um, RFK Jr. had a, or was a speaker. I don't know if he organized or whatever. Um, he there was a anti-vax march like last week, I believe. And yeah, so that's kind of that's how Dickie Bear fits into this because there is a video which I sent to y'all that ska song. Which I will say, the music of that ska song is really not that bad. It's, <laughs> and um, and also, the lyrics are so general in that song. I feel like it could be about anything. It's just the images that are really shitty, you know? Because the song is a Graham Nash song. But I'll, I'll go back to explaining the thing. So, there was an anti-vax march. That's really it. And uh, there was a video kind of highlighting it, and Dickie, Dickie Barrett produced it. Um, and that's kind of where people were like, wait, is that that Dickie Bear? And then Mighty Mighty Boston's broke up like a couple of days later. <laughs> so people were tying them together. Evangeline Lilly was at that march and has uh, kind of since, because uh, people were like, hey, you were at the march. And she's like, you know, I don't think that there should be vaccine mandates is what she came out as saying. And who is she? <laughs> Well, she was in the show. <laughs> she was in the show Lost. She was a big okay. character on it, um, and she is the Wasp in the uh, Ant Man movies. Yeah. Okay. Which, uh, which wow, could, I, I'm yeah. so confused. I which, really thought the Wasp was the guy at the end of the first Ant Man movie. Um, sword? No, wait, no. They had no, um. They teased really... the Wasp. They teased the Wasp costume at the end of Ant Man. Um. But kudos, by the way, to uh, the Twitter uh, personality of SJW Spider Man, who uh, responded <laughs> to name. when, yes, um, uh, Kwanzaa OCFO, um, who we've talked about before on the here, he's the guy who wrote Black, the uh, superhero comic. Yeah, um, he tossed, he talked about, it and he was like, "So, Ant Man and question mark?" and SJW Spider Man responded, "But to be fair." Wasps tend to make up most anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit fair. Um, so, she was in a Hobbit movie, which I have not ever been able to finish. Um, she, yeah, she played uh, Hope Van Dyne, the wasp, and like we said, an Ant-Man. If you want an actual explanation of... Um, the, so, the Ant-Man movies, I think, end with, like, 
they kind of bring Michael Douglas's character, which was the original Ant-Man out of... Wait, I'm getting that oh. wrong. No, that's Michelle Pfeiffer's character. It's like stuck in the quantum realm. And yeah. she was the original Wasp. Um, and one of those movies end by them pulling her out of the qu- quantum realm. Um, so Michael Douglas was the original uh, Ant-Man. Be- you know, becomes Paul Rudd's character, Scott Lang. And uh, then his do- uh, Michael Douglas's character's daughter um, is becomes Wasp. Yeah. So and uh, apparently the uh, new Ant Man movie already wrapped filming, so there is a very strong chance that um, if this blows up enough, that Disney could shit can her. Um, well, like but they- that's the thing. Yeah. And, sorry to cut you off. Um, I thought about this a lot, and I guess I'm doing You're the well sorry. actually thing. <laughs> I think I'm doing the well actually thing, so I apologize. <laughs> but can a company like Marvel truly fire someone just for being anti-vax? Mm, if they I were in North Carolina, you'd think I could, think if maybe, well, now that I think about it, maybe if you were, if the film was still shooting that maybe that might be a special case um, because that was happening with Letitia Wright with Letitia Wright when they were doing the Black Panther movie is that they were shutting down production for a little bit and like, or at least pausing production because she was refusing uh, to get vaccinated. And, you know, she's a pretty prominent character in the, in those movies. And because of that, she like, apparently they were like, you got to get vaccinated. She was refusing to get vaccinated. She was putting a lot of people in harm's way. And people were saying like, she was going to get fucking fired. They're probably going to have to like reshoot most of the movie. Um, But apparently they resolved that and the movie wrapped up, which it just also made me think that I'm like, imagine if, um, uh, gosh, it was uh, Chadwick Boseman was still alive when they were shooting that. Mm-hmm. She would especially be putting him in harm's way. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. real. Because he, he was receiving treatment during the time, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's say like he, his treatment led to him like over, uh, overcoming cancer. I'm not saying it right. Um, and like he was had like a weakened immune system. You know, I know we're saying like a lot of uh, what ifs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that would be the case. But I wonder if. They're truly like, okay, a lot of times companies say like, you either have to be vaccinated or you have to test like daily or weekly or something. Mm. So usually there's an or to it. So assuming that Letitia Wright or Evangeline Lilly just tested every day or whatnot, and they were in the clear and they did the bubble and all that shit, you know, all the precautions they need to, then can Marvel really fire them just for not getting it you know i mean we don't own the company so we can't yeah. really say. <laughs> yeah, but it's what an interesting would, what would stop conversation them? i mean they could fire them for anything right this I mean, is true and that's also where it becomes like a republican talking point and gets back to like the uh the cake thing from years ago is that technically if we're using the logic of uh republicans that uh, they've done this before and this went to the supreme court you should be able to, as a private company, uh, serve anyone you want to. That was their whole argument. So then when a private company, if they were to fire Evangeline Lilly, um, they're, they're within their right to do so because of that reason. It doesn't matter the reason. But the okay. complicated thing is on the left, they said that you can't do that. 
But I would also say that I think a private company should be able to not make a, a cake for like a gay couple. But if you don't do it, then you obviously are opening yourself up to criticism, which I think is fair. Yeah, <laughs> that always seems like the point that gets missed. It's like, yeah, sure, you can say whatever you want, and everybody yeah. else can too. So when they clown you for being a dipshit, like you can't really get mad about it. That's the thing. Even going back to Joe Rogan, I feel like we're like we're professionals. We kind of tied this back <laughs> to the beginning. Um, we have a themed episode. Yeah, when you make fun of Joe Rogan all you want, that is your oh, freedom. I will. and uh you know make fun of evangeline lily or make fun you know whatever whatever the the point is because i wonder like as we're kind of getting pushed into these realms like this um yeah you you can you can say whatever you want but it's you're gonna get it back potentially you know yeah, yeah freedom of point. speech doesn't mean freedom from criticism i know I've, it's been yeah. said a million times and i'm just regurgitating it again but here we are it still remains necessary to be repeated yeah 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 so i don't know so did that even halfway explain the march stuff no yeah <laughs> here's here's a weird uh kind of pointless question how is robert f kennedy jr related to the kennedy family like which one is that's he? a good question uh, I think he's None Bobby Kennedy's. Know, I think he's Bobby Kennedy's son. He's Sirhan Sirhan's son. Well, he's definitely Robert F. Kennedy's <laughs> son because that's his fucking name. But I mean, who was Robert F. Kennedy? Like, I'm just so undereducated. I okay, think Bobby Kennedy. So, yeah, who's yeah. Robert? Yeah, who's Robert Kennedy? Uh, Robert well, Robert Kennedy was a U.S. senator, and he was the uh, he was the brother of John F. Kennedy. Okay, uh, Robert Kennedy was shot by Sirhan Sirhan, um, was assassinated a couple years after JFK. Um, and so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the son, uh, well, of Robert Kennedy. Gotcha. Okay. Bobby, what they would call so him. So JFK is his uncle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his wife, which we've talked about, is Cheryl Hines from... Yeah. Yeah. We talked from about Curb that. Your enthusiasm. And uh, she had the party. We talked about this as well. She had the party. <laughs> it's just funny to think about. Like, he's going to this thing, but his wife has a party um, where pe- everyone has to be vaccinated. So it's like, what does he do? Is he not allowed at the party? <laughs> God, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> like, he's just, you got to fucking stay in the pool house. Like, it's like, it's like, you can, it feels like it's like, I know these aren't the same thing, um, but it's like, you can play Dungeons and Dragons, but keep that shit in the pool house. You know, it's like, it's like his hobby, you know? Or, or you, you got to stay in the bedroom and watch that, uh, uh, what was the movie that you watched during your wife's party? Oh, I, oh man, I, I think I remember this too. Oh shit, the Russell oh, Crowe, it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, um, um, God damn it, the Road Rage movie. It, yeah, it's um, like Relentless unhinged. or something. Unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would watch that. I just envision like Cheryl Hines would take him to my room and be like, I have a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just like just throws it in and he runs after it. And <laughs> like, oh, you, know. you almost got it that time. I'll yeah, be back okay. in two hours. Great, honey. You're going to DC this weekend? That's nice. You know, but be sure that's to visit Ben's Chili Bowl. I know people that are like 
QAnon or Proud Boys, and I say no as in lightly. So, uh, so <laughs> you know okay, of them. I know of the person and the person. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if your if your partner kind of became that way, I I just I don't feel like how I could put up with it. You know, like I don't know. That's so weird when like partners are like one one is a proud boy and one is. <laughs> A nice person that, you know, technically a nice person, you know, it's like, I don't proud boy and the other's not a piece of shit. Like, yeah, but then I'm like, you're guilty by association of that. Yeah. You're a piece of shit by association. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so the, what does that say about someone like Cheryl Hines? That she's probably a piece of shit. I don't think she's a piece of shit. I think she's just, I, I don't know. I feel like she just needs to like speak up and say like, look, like I, I like I I don't believe this shit. He can go and do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, man, maybe she is a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how you'd put up with it. Right, remaining married to him, yeah, is that, definitely such, guilt by association. Yeah, there's such a thing as like having like differing opinions, and then there's like this. There's yeah. there's there's having your husband go out in the anti-vax rally and com- and com- make comparisons from vaccine vaccine mandates to like the holocaust maxine yeah. waters mandates yeah. <laughs> um i yeah That's it's crazy title. like i think i think when um i think when you think about like let's think the the old-fashioned kind of republican versus like the old-fashioned like a like a uh, non-trump republican with a um biden democrat i feel like there's kind of a house divider that can be a little cutesy you know with like two boomers that don't line up you know but like that's not really where people are anymore yeah you know it's like you know i don't even know what you would support so but it's like that's the kind of old-fashioned idea of that but it's like being anti-vax or QAnon is like 30 steps over you know so let's say like let's say Cheryl Hines is like the most like middle of the road dim you know but it's like her husband is like that's basically like the tinfoil kind of thing. And you're just like, all right, honey, I'll make you toast. Uh, you know? Speaking of like writing a spec script for something, this could be like the new odd couple. Like, oh, you know, the, the husband and wife team, but like the Cheryl Hines and the Robert F. Kennedy tinfoil hat QAnoner. Yeah. We so gotta get on writing some scripts, y'all. We, you, we have so you, much homework to do. While you were out <laughs> protesting vaccine mandates, you also forgot to pick up eggs for the brownies tonight. <laughs> Look, this is perfect. You're unnatural at this already. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's like all oh, it would just be called all in the family, but it's like a new it's a reboot of all in the family. Complete with the oh, racism. So, yeah, so like he's like the Archie Bunker. Uh-huh. But he's like full on QAnon, like Alex Jones type. Yeah, it doesn't That's go into like pretty good because I don't. I mean, let's say Robert Kennedy, Robert RFK Jr. isn't a racist, whatever. Because we've already said like it doesn't. One doesn't have to mean the other. Right. So they don't even get into that side of things. They just go into like you know fucking anti-vax <laughs> stuff, which would be really interesting. I don't know if it'd be good, but it'd be interesting nonetheless. But if you put the name All in the Family on it, Netflix will pick it up in a heartbeat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really have to, because even with All in the Family, I feel like they're not co-signing on his views. It's just his views. I mean, that's how people in your life are. And I feel like I understand if it's like your brother, because like you can't, you can't, 
you know, but yeah, I feel like it's like, oh, I love my brother, but I do think he's a dipshit. But I feel like that's harder when it's your spouse, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny they say that like they're not condi- like the the showrunners aren't. I, which I can't remember the the name of the guy who wrote it. But the point of Archie Bunker's character was to spout all the bullshit that he hated, so that he could write in, you know, the the meathead like you know the response to it so he could Mm -hmm. like show the world like here's what the real fucking answer is for people that act like this you know yeah but they would also i feel like on the show um you know norman Norman lear is that yeah norman lear um that's the play that people do right king lear (laughs) (laughs) he was the king of television back then i'll tell you that um so yeah and then i I feel like with rob reiner's character meathead they would also kind of like make fun of his you know beliefs too but he was like the kind of avatar of the uh i guess hippie movement at the time right you know so interesting it would be interesting i don't think we need to do more reboots in the world but (laughs) i know it'd get picked up right away uh and it's such a big conversation maybe you know so netflix if you're listening uh i don't remember we're working on it yeah we're working (laughs) on it uh what's the guy's name uh chris sarandos or something do y'all know chris sarandos yeah, Chris Sarandon from Fright Night. <laughs> yeah. He owns Netflix. <laughs> oh, one more. Uh, are they a piece of shit or not? The creator of Baby's Kids, if he was alive, do you think he would be a piece of shit? <sighs> I would say no. I don't think he would be I a piece of shit. I don't think so. Yeah. Who, who was the creator of Baby's Robin Kids? Robin Harris, right? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't imagine him being a piece of shit. That's not to say that he wouldn't be, but... <laughs> yeah, also, it made me think, I mean, because I feel like what they kind of get... What about babies, kids themselves? Well, they were... Well, so they were kind of like pieces of shit, but in the end, like, lovable, right? Like, you still were on their side at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, being a lovable scamp is fine. Like, like, <laughs> and that, I don't think they count as piece of shit in that realm, because, like, if that's the case, we would say Will's a piece of shit. <laughs> and if it wasn't the case, we would say that Will's a piece of shit. So I was looking at Instagram and there was an Instagram live story from this guy who I follow, who he's a prominent figure in like the traditional heavy metal scene. And he was uh, talking to another like metalhead band guy in Germany. And i like happened into it, you know, in the middle of the conversation because it was live and he was talking about censorship and he was like, you got to be careful because it could get censorship could get out of hand. And I'm like, okay, where the fuck is this going? And the guy, the German guy was talking to me. He was like, well, you know, when I got my ass beat by a bunch of people with metal baseball bats and had to go to the hospital, it was Nazis that did it. So I don't really feel like I have that much sympathy for Nazis. Like you can censor them. You can make sure that they're not allowed in the spaces where we have shows and stuff. And then this guy was like, well, you got, you got to give people a chance. (laughs) What'd you get their ass beat? Well, I mean, he was saying you got to hear him out. It's oh, like how- oh, I saw, I saw some of this. I didn't know who it was about, but yeah, I saw, I saw this. But yeah, he was like, you know, 
just like banning them from our spaces and censoring them on social media, that's really a bad news thing because of what it could lead to, which of course he never says what it could lead to. And he's like, and then like, if you welcome them and listen to their opinions, isn't that better? And I was like, no, it, no, it's not fucking better to like welcome Nazis in and like, you know, share their opinions. They're inherently like violent people, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's throw that shit in the trash. Yeah, throw it in yeah. the trash. There's nothing that we need to be listening to Nazis over. I think, though, if, let's say, once again, like if it's your brother, if it's your spouse, just, you know, kick them out, you know. But if it's like your brother, or if it's like someone, a friend that can you haven't kept up with or whatever, and you realize they have shitty views, on a one on one basis, like have conversations that hopefully will change their thing. But in a right. sense of like allowing a group of Nazis dressed up as Clockwork Orange characters into <laughs> a, a street punk show, no, like don't let them there. But like if it's someone you feel like you want to take the energy and you care about in some fashion, then have those hard conversations with them. Like definitely do because that, and I think that's what they're trying to get at. But I don't think we need to have them into our. And I know this has been villainized by them in our what I would view as our safe spaces, right. you know. Um, you know, so fuck them, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of fuck them, uh, the guitarist for Screwdriver died uh, this past fuck week. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty rad. COVID, right? Yeah, COVID, which I think he was calling like a Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, and I was just like, well, conspiracy uh, got him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's one down. What four to go? Yeah. Uh, no, the vocalist died uh, like a number of years ago too. So yeah, we just gotta coming. kill the, kill the rhythm section now. Hell yeah! So, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also that cop uh, that made like a viral video of himself quitting the force because of vaccine mandates and telling everybody <laughs> to go fuck themselves. Died of COVID yeah. too. Oh, yeah. well, less we need less cops anyway, so yeah. <laughs> you're doing us a favor. It's like, oh, no. We need, I was about to say, <laughs> we, 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 need, we need less racist Nazis and we need less cops, but I guess that's kind of redundant. Is it yeah. NC? Is it, is the it Venn NCAV? diagram is one circle. <laughs> NCAV, no cops are vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty true. Uh, if you are a cop who's vaccinated, uh, DM us. <laughs> but don't really don't no don't <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right thanks for listening check out our reddit our patreon our facebook group what else do we have we're on twitter if you didn't say that yeah, uh, we're on twitter yeah we're on twitter uh, instagram sort of <laughs> yeah once a yeah, week you, we are if you're a, a german guy that got your ass kicked by a bunch of nazis live stream with us on instagram we'll be cooler yeah, yeah we'd love to talk to you <laughs> all right ding. what do i think y'all talked about while i was in mexico i'm peeing right now that's what you hear in the background um i think y'all talked about probably just like real dumb shit about your wieners and about shrek and probably there was a joke about um, vacation Bible school in there. And then Ryan made a joke about uh, eating goldfish crackers. And um, 
uh, and then playing with his wieners, um, and then, uh, Josh was like, uh, my wife, and then, um, Vic laughed, and then Vic was like, hey, have you guys seen this new, uh, Republican video? Um, y'all want to talk about that?